From Finance and Commerce, this is Beyond the Skyline, a podcast about economic development, commercial real estate, and construction in Minnesota. In each episode, you will meet business leaders, builders, entrepreneurs, and big thinkers. I'm David Bolander, editor of Finance and Commerce. Thanks so much for joining. Beyond the Skyline is sponsored by Ironmark Building Company. Whether it's a new luxury apartment building in the North Loop or expanding the community in the suburbs, Ironmark builds quality projects for discerning clients. Ironmark's foundation is built on a culture of collaboration with clients and projects that stand the test of time. Talk to Ironmark's award-winning team about your next construction project today. Go to ironmarkbuildingco.com. In this episode, Michael Flynn, Senior Director of Economic Development at Destination Medical Center, talks to FNC reporter J.D. Duggan. Flynn talks about Rochester's economic ecosystem and its collaborative nature. Hey, today we have Michael Flynn, Senior Director of Economic Development with the Destination Medical Center in Rochester. Hey, Michael, thanks for being here. Hey, thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. So first, can you start? Um, Tell me about your experience prior to DMC and how that's informed your work so far in Rochester. You've been in the role for for a little over a year now, right? Yeah, I've been here for about a year and a half. I've been in Rochester DMC for about a year and a half. I've been in economic development for, uh, it was 20 years this year from when I I started in my first job. So uh, yeah, a lot of different experiences, a lot of, um, uh, you know, things I've learned over the years and, and excited to be here in Rochester and sort of put some of those to work. Yeah, for sure. So it's been a year and a half. What are some DMC accomplishments you you'd tout from from your tenure so far? Well, I mean, I think the DMC has um, prior to me a tremendous number of accomplishments. I got brought in uh, to do a very specific thing. So so maybe to take a step back, the DMC sort of at its core uh, is really intended to do two things. The first is to deploy. Um, these public funds to build infrastructure and assets and and to build the things in the community that need to be built uh, to allow us both to to maintain and capture the growth that's inside the market, but also to start to attract growth from outside of the market. And I got brought in about a year and a half ago to sort of um, really build programming, build strategy and and build a plan and a team around that second objective. So for seven, eight years, the DMC has been um, working with the city and with other partners to build these assets in the community. And I think the belief was it was time to really start uh, putting together a program to roll that out, uh, to build awareness around what those assets are, to build awareness around what the value proposition in Rochester is uh, for a specific type of company. And that's traditionally what I have done in my career. Prior to this, I was based in Salt Lake City, Utah, where I worked for a statewide economic development group there that did um, business sales, business marketing, corporate recruitment, uh, and managed a team of about 20 people there that did this work in a variety of industries. Before that, I was in Charlotte, North Carolina, again, doing the same kind of thing. Regional Economic Development Group focused on uh, marketing and attraction. So uh, I've done it in markets that are much larger, that have sort of a much broader industry focus, and now taking some of that experience and working in Rochester, which is a, a you know medium-sized community that is very dominated by one specific industry. Yeah, I find Rochester to be in such an interesting place because I, I think a good amount of community members still think of it as the small town that it was, you know, maybe even ten years ago or, or less. 
um, and and it's becoming this this you know powerhouse, this city. What uh, what development trends have you seen during your time there? Well, I mean, there's a tremendous amount of growth, obviously, in the life science community. Everything that uh, is being developed in that community, sort of in and around Mayo, and working to take some of those innovations and ideas and turn them into uh, you know economic development opportunities for the community is is really what the big trend is. And and there's a lot that goes into that in terms of um, sort of defining the value proposition, building the assets, building the ecosystem. A lot of times when a company is going to come in and make an investment, what they are buying is sort of that ecosystem or that business community and how all of those pieces, whether it's workforce development or real estate development or uh, government processes, how all that different stuff, the supply chain, the service providers, how well do all of those things exist and how integrated are they? And one of the roles for economic development that del- economic development can play is to sort of act as a facilitator or an accelerator of a lot of that ecosystem activity. So uh, when it comes to economic development and the things I'm trying to do, we sort of bucket them into three areas. The first is that ecosystem piece. How do we get all those parts to really work well uh, and and sort of create a synergy where the sum is greater than the individual pieces? The second is how do we continue, you know, DMC, as I mentioned, at its core is an infrastructure building entity. How do we continue to build the right types of infrastructure that help accelerate all of that ecosystem activity. And then really what I've been working on a lot, you talked about accomplishments, I think, you know, sort of defining what the short-term objectives should be around building awareness, building brand. Um, we've done some research and we've discovered that that people generally know Mayo Clinic. It's a very well-known brand. Um, sort of the thing we were told over and over again is if you get really sick or if a loved one gets really sick, you know, Mayo Clinic might be the very first thing that pops into your mind. But But what we also know that doesn't necessarily happen as well is if you're a life science technology company, if you're a rock star biotech CEO and you are trying to figure out where to deploy some capital or where to build a facility or where to put a team, when you're making that siting location decision, uh, traditionally you think of one of the same four or five or six places. You think of the San Francisco's and the Boston's and San Diego's and Maybe you think of, of Research Triangle Park, or you might think of New York or New Jersey. But you don't necessarily think of Rochester, Minnesota. You don't think of our community from a business perspective. But I think objectively, if you look at the assets and if you look at what we have in the community today and what we're building, the reality is, is the community probably should be on that list for more companies than, than it is currently on. And so Part of this awareness building activity is to really clearly define that value proposition for that type of company, figure out where those companies are at and and how do we get that message delivered to them in a way so that when they are having those conversations around where should we invest or um, who should we partner with or how should we partner, that somebody in that room has heard from us and, and is aware of not just it's a really good hospital if you get sick, but there is all of this research and all of this innovation going on. And Minnesota sort of writ large has this amazing machine when it comes to medical technology and biotech and life sciences and all of that stuff you need, whether it's regulatory or compliance or supply chain or, you, you know, you name it, all of that exists here. And I think the thing that that our research points out, and I would say anecdotally has been my experience in the first year and a half is people just aren't aware of it. And so in the short term, what we really have to do is build that awareness, build that brand, get out into the market, get in front of, you know, figure out who the right companies are, get in front of them, 
uh, there's a whole cadre of sort of connectors or facilitators, people that advise, people that help make those decisions. We want to influence those groups as well because then they can be advocates for us and get the word out. So we build awareness in the short term. We keep building inf- infrastructure. We sort of um, help build up this local ecosystem. And in my mind, these are sort of three paths we're running. And at some point in the next few years, they come together and we've got the right stuff here. We've got an ecosystem that's really thriving and that awareness is starting to take hold. And and that's when we harvest a lot of these opportunities. Yeah, very cool. Um, there was a, a survey that you guys conducted recently. Can you tell me about that and how it helps you to? Yeah. So they, um, you know, if you talk to people in the office, they would tell you that I am sort of a data junkie and a data nerd. And I like to make data informed decisions. Mm-hmm. Um uh, I sort of have a reputation in the office for that. And so when I got there, I wanted to understand, you know, what is the current sort of baseline level of awareness? If we find our ideal customer, you know, what percent of those know about us as a place to do business? And uh, for the ones that do know about us, what do they think? Um, you know, what are their perceptions and how are those perceptions accurate or inaccurate? Uh, and so we put together uh, what we sort of refer to as our awareness and perception study. Uh, We focused on two audiences. One was sort of the high growth life science company doing the type of thing that would fit in our market at the right stage in the company's life cycle, that it would make sense for them to be considering an investment. And then we talked to this connector community of people in real estate and accounting and consulting and and advisory services. Um, Somebody that might get a phone call, you know, with a question of, hey, where should I put an investment or where should I put a business unit? So we focused on those two audiences. Uh, we, we worked with a partner who did a bunch of in-depth interviews for us and sort of understood at a very granular level, what motivates them and, and sort of where their heads were at. And we turned that, um, those in-depth interviews into a survey instrument that we put in front of 300 plus, I think it ended up being like 320 respondents asking all of those questions. And, you know, I think what came back were some things that we were expecting. There was also some things that that I was surprised by, but it helps us sort of set a baseline for where we're at. It helps us set some goals around where we want to be. From a messaging standpoint, it helps us understand what people think good and bad uh, and also accurate and inaccurate. You know, sometimes a perception is inaccurate and then you know the charges. Okay, I have to go out and educate and and try to sort of remediate that inaccuracy but sometimes there are, are accurate perceptions um, that maybe are perceived negatively, but there's another way to look at them. And so what we're doing now is we're working on building messaging, um, uh, sort of building the value proposition, building the business case to address some of those things. And and then we take that message out and we tell that story 10,000 times. And um, we've done this at other you know roles I've had in the past. And what you can see, if you do it well, you start to pivot some of those or start to shift some of those perceptions. And we'll go back out in a couple of years and we'll see where we've made improvements and, um, and again, adjust message if we have to. But, uh, you know, we learned a lot of stuff. The, the number one thing that was sort of a surprise for me was um, the number one reason that a company would not consider Rochester for an investment is they're just unaware of the opportunity that exists here. So it wasn't a matter of I have a negative perception. It was I have no perception. I don't know what the opportunity is. I don't know anything about the community. Uh, they all know Mayo Clinic and they know it's the best hospital in the world. But that sort of sits in their mind from a different spot of, of sort of the question of where should I put an investment or where should I do business? So 
good in that we're not trying to fix something that is a bad or a misperception, but a lot of work because, you know, as the customer groups I I sort of defined a minute ago, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of companies. That's a lot of individuals. And so it requires from us a lot of um, just a lot of effort in order to sort of, of, of turn that cruise ship. And so that's kind of the process we're on now. We've, we've identified our audiences. We know what they think. We're out in the market um, with as much frequencies we can can um, put together. We're trying to build a much bigger digital footprint. So we sort of have a permanent message out there online that's telling our, our story and sort of hitting these high points. Uh, but my experience over 20 years is there's a lot of this that is relationship based and you got to find the right customers and you got to get in front of them and you got to start to sort of turn that tide. And and that's what we're in in sort of the the beginning stages of. You asked about, you know, a big accomplishment is just understanding this better, having data to sort of back up what we need to be doing, where we need to be doing it. Um, we've started to build what I refer to as sort of the program. So where are we going and what is the message and with what frequency and and we tackle that a bunch of different ways, but um, just defining the path forward when you start an economic development effort like this is is oftentimes the biggest hurdle. And um, you know, it's asking a lot of questions, and it's it's sitting down and trying to put together a plan. And you know, I we talk a lot internally about beta testing different things. So how do we approach these different markets, and and how do we get in front of them? And so we've tried a lot of different stuff, figured out a lot of things that work really well, and so now it becomes an effort to sort of scale that um, uh, activity and, and get in front of more people, uh, try to build a bigger coalition. How do we leverage relationships at the, uh, the governor's, you know, the Department of Employment and Economic Development? How do we leverage relationships up in Minneapolis, whether it's greater MSP or some of the other economic development groups, you know, competition for us is not there. They are partners for us. We view, sort of view ourselves as part of that broader region that medical alley region, how do we partner with those groups to amplify our message? Uh, because it, it, it's going to take everybody to sort of help us push this stone uphill. And and so building those coalitions, building those networks is a big part of it. But but figuring out what the path forward was, was a huge accomplishment. Absolutely. What is that message? Why do you think Rochester is a good place for people to invest? So, I mean, I think it, you know, there are a hundred reasons, but I think it really comes down in my mind to sort of three things. And I always try to think of it in terms of what do we do better? What do we do that's unique? Um, what is hard to imitate? Um, that really, I think, is the cornerstone of a good value proposition. So for us, first and foremost, it's it's the clinic and it's really the innovation that happens at the clinic. You know, that is a big part of the value proposition in Rochester. The fact that you have um, the best hospital in the world doing a tremendous amount of, of really groundbreaking, cutting-edge research, that there is a defined interest to partner with industry in the, um, the deployment and the commercialization of that research, that there's a huge track record of success, um, that those innovations, I think, tend to root harder and, and grow bigger because they are coming out of, of this institution. Um, all of the facility and infrastructure that exists around that innovation and what we're able to do here um, is really, I think, the the central theme of of when we're talking to companies, the value proposition and getting them to understand what that means in a really granular, specific way um, is where we always sort of start our message. And again, I think that's so powerful because there is not another Rochester, there is not another Mayo Clinic anywhere in the world, and so by definition, it is sort of uh, unimitatable. And so that is is sort of where we start. 
I think the other thing, and, and this one maybe is, um, I know there are other communities that would probably uh, push this sort of same dynamic, but I think the, the collaborative nature that exists in Minnesota and when it comes to Rochester, sort of the dynamic of this market that we are only an hour from Minneapolis, St. Paul and all of the resource that exists there. And then we've got Mayo and the U of M, you know, these two powerhouses and the fact that this community works really well together and that, um, you know, Mayo is collaborating with industry. The U of M collaborates with industry. We have this huge supply chain infrastructure um, in this market. We've got you know, the device companies and we've got the health insurance companies and we've got health IT and we've got health. We've got all parts of this ecosystem in what is really in reality a pretty small footprint and they all collaborate and they all work well together. I think it's something you have to come here, I think, to experience. But that's probably the second part of our um, pitch to these companies is highly collaborative and a track record of collaboration. And then the last thing, uh, and this resonates a lot with me, given some other places I've worked, is the commitment to this effort in Rochester is is there's not another entity like Destination Medical Center in a community like Rochester. It's 20 years. Um, it is a tremendous amount of capital that we've been asked to deploy. Uh, we are building things at scale for the long term. Um, it is a tremendously bold vision. It's an unbelievably thoughtful vision. Um, you know, so often economic development is let's go out there and bring a bunch of stuff in and let's spend the rest of eternity trying to figure out how to service it. And and you get overcommitted and then you run into resource issues and you run into utility issues and you run into quality of life issues. And the fact that here they're able to build a comprehensive plan for what this looks like over 20 years and you're able to sort of work on it in five year increments and build really high quality projects that are going to last decades or or longer and do it in a way where everything's going to work together to make this, you know, um, to not be a drag on the community is, in my opinion, you know, the commitment of this effort and the commitment of what DMC is intended to do uh, is really unique when it comes to economic development initiatives. Um, so it, it's scale, it's longevity, it's thoughtfulness. Again, um, you experience that if you come here and you sort of see what's being built in real time. So for us, the three drums we pound, innovation at, clin at the clinic, um, sort of collaboration that exists inside of this broader medical alley corridor, and the commitment in the state to this initiative and the commitment that I think is represented by DMC and just in, in terms of how it's structured are three things that, that I think this community can be really proud of and stand on because uh, you don't find it in a lot of other places. Definitely. What is the startup economy like in Rochester? How does the DMC support that? I mean, I think the startup economy has a tremendous amount of potential just based on the innovation that takes place at the clinic every day, um, the quality of that innovation. When that innovation is sort of spun out of the clinic or comes out of the clinic, um, the stage it's at, the support that it has. Uh, I was talking to a group of, of companies this morning, and there was a similar question as what makes it special here? You know, um, the amount of invention disclosures that happen here are sort of second to none. The amount of revenue that those licensed technologies generate um, is really second. And why is that? And it's because, you know, we have tremendously smart people in a very collaborative environment that are sort of pushing the boundaries of science and and doing it in a place that is very interested in them being successful. And so um, I think we sort of build a better mousetrap here. And so for companies, whether they are coming out of the clinic, you know, technology that's spinning out that are forming new companies or whether it is 
um, technology that's being licensed by existing companies to sort of bolt onto some technology they have. I think we just have have a really good product here in terms of the innovation that's coming out. And then with DMC, we are trying to build the infrastructure to help um, that technology succeed by by making sure we have the right assets, by making sure that we have the right business environment. Um, you know, the DMC spends a lot of time connecting dots and trying to make things easier or more efficient. So I think, you know, we maybe don't have it in mass right now. I think we're sort of at the front end of some of this process. But we, again, sort of the thoughtful approach, I think we are building a system here that will be tremendously successful. You know, the clinic has, has spun out, you know, really remarkable technology for decades. I think what DMC is trying to do now is build an environment where more of that can land and stick here. And, and you know, we can sort of incubate that here and build those things here and see that success ultimately here. Awesome. All good stuff. Michael, that really answers kind of my main questions. Um, I know I sent you a couple others. If there Was there anything that you had in mind that you wanted to say that I didn't specifically ask about? No, I, I think that's great. And I hope um, I hope it was helpful. You know, we're excited, I think, about where we're at as a community right now. There's so much potential here. Um, you know, when I think about the opportunity, I think about what's in front of us. Um, it really is just a tremendous time to be here. It is, I've lived a lot of different places. There, there's not another community like this in terms of, um, you know, everything that exists with Mayo, but but even people in industry outside of that, it's just, it really is second to none. And, and I'm excited to sort of share more of this with uh, uh, industry outside of the state and hopefully um, start to reap the benefits of that activity going forward. So appreciate your help in getting that message out. and. Uh, Really appreciate the time. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time also.